0: God, this is so much mom porn. You yeah. gonna have to put an advisory up at the front of this episode. Say, look out, we're going to be talking about naps. We're going to be talking about enjoying yourself before bed. We're going to be talking about sand and the beach. Yeah. It is so
1: relaxing. It's been a minute since I recorded an episode. I actually recorded this with Amber Moreno, Diana Stahl, and Genevieve Signs back in August but because of 2020, I needed to rest. You may be experiencing something similar. If you'd like to snuggle in and think about sleep hygiene and bed please get in your favorite position under a snuggly blanket. I'm Angelica Norton. Stay tuned for my monthly chat. Hi, Amber. Hi, Angelica. Thank you for joining me on Chatty Crafties, a show where I celebrate my creative friends to get inspired by everyday art. This week is going to be a little different. Instead of conducting an interview, we're going to collaborate on an episode about the craft of sleep. So I love going to sleep listening to a podcast. Some people watch TV to have some white noise. Sometimes I read to get sleepy. But this episode, we're gonna set it up for you to fall asleep to. So Amber's with me right now. Genevieve will join us in a bit. So Amber, what are your bedtime routines?
0: I would say I have um, the very general routine of taking a shower to wash the day off. And the uh, reason is twofold there because um, I have a, I have an allergy to dust. <laughs> it's very fancy. It's one of my fancier allergies, <laughs> and um, it really helps. I wake up just feeling a lot fresher in the morning if I have washed away any particles from the previous day. So. Yeah, very simply taking a shower. Right now, we've just moved into a new place and our AC is struggling. And so I take one to three cold showers a day. But <laughs> now having this cold shower before bed has been so much a part of my routine that certainly certainly now, at my age, <laughs> I, I really enjoy a shower, at least a cool shower before bed. It really cools the body down. And from a yoga perspective, it makes a lot of sense to do all of your heated stuff during the day when the temperature's up and then at night to cool your body, which your body will, will cool itself naturally anyway as you're resting, but cooling down before, it's like a pre-cool cool down.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. I really enjoy taking baths at night and you don't sound like
0: a bath person. For nighttime. I I would love to be a bath person. I hear so many good things about <laughs> night baths. Um, I'm a little tall for the average bathtub, so I get pretty frustrated in a bathtub. Oh, so yeah. I think um, not, I guess I've never spent the time or the effort on, you know, really spoiling myself before bed. And like, you know, most of the time when I use aromatherapy or like really try to pamper myself it's in the morning because i need that jump start in the morning so at night it's more of a just like very practical get clean get quiet and get in bed
2: yeah
1: i like to have a bath with some bubbles we have these lights that dim really nicely mm. where you don't have to have the overhead light on it's just under some cabinets we have some candles that smell really nice and Sometimes if we have some oil, I might, like, drop that into the water. Yeah. And I'll play, like, a podcast or some music or an audio book or I'll read a book. And I lock those doors and I just say, nobody can come in here. This is mom time. And then even if they pick the lock and try and come in, I close the curtain and say, mom can't hear you. It's bath time. And I just get a little bit of time for me in this like quiet, splashy
0: environment,
1: <laughs> listening to what I need to listen to and smelling these yummy smells.
0: Glistening while you're listening to this podcast and <laughs> you're splashing around. That sounds just right. That's, it that's feels beautiful. really good.
1: Yeah. Getting clean is a really nice first step. I like to wash my face and do moisturizer. Or I really like a rosehip oil at night. Getting my skin right before bed, oh, yeah. that's
0: another part of my routine. What do you
1: do Thank once you. you're out of Thank the shower? Thank
0: you for asking. I have, I have an arsenal of products that I, I wouldn't say I rely on, but that I really enjoy. Um, once I'm fresh out of the shower and still, you know, when I haven't fully toweled off, i have a blend of jojoba oil and i might mix in some coconut oil if i'm running low on the jojoba which is pretty fancy and then i add in i think my favorite blend is something like frankincense patchouli spearmint holy basil um, maybe some clary sage and that's a blend that i use 24 hours a day if I ever Did get out of the you shower. you make this? Yeah, I mixed what is it. This from? I mixed it. Oh. Yeah, so that's my after shower oil and um, my face. I use this. Um, it's extracted from bees. <laughs> I don't know what part of the bee, but it's got um, like blue tansy oil in it. It's got almond oil and jojoba oil and it's pretty light, but um, I. Here's something I would love to share with the with the listeners. Oh, I do, do a, a simple pump into like onto my fingertips and then I touch all my fingertips together and then I like cover my face in little like polka dots from my fingertips to spread it all around. And then like you can just I just gently like pat. Pat all over my face. Rapid patting. Oh. Yeah. I don't know if that's oh, gonna change this. anybody's life. But <laughs> <laughs> But that's my method. Face and neck.
1: I like this. Yeah, face and neck and say it in a French accent. Décolletage. Décolletage. It is time in our life to start moisturizing our bosoms. It is. It's always a good time. So if you're getting the face and neck, get on down in there and go to bed very moisturized. Very wet.
0: Go to bed very wet. Yes. And yes, as dry, as dry as you like. (laughs) Moist, but dry. (laughs)
1: Yeah, definitely. And then a good teeth brushing, wearing like a very comfy shirt or your favorite satiny nightgown. Do you you know, Amber, my favorite thing to sleep in is a little nightgown you gave me (gasps) from your sister Jade, where it's got like little cow skulls with flowers on it. And it's just (laughs) this little satiny number that's... Real indecent to wear out in public, but it's just when I put it on, I'm like, Yes, I'm gonna get in bed under these covers and it's gonna feel really
0: good. Costuming is big. I do not sleep with clothes, but I've heard that they are a comfort and occasionally useful. I don't have um I don't have a like dogmatic reason why I don't sleep with clothes, but um I mostly it's when i shift around in bed i don't like my clothes getting caught on any covers i like to just slide to my destination (laughs) flip it reverse it get to where i'm going unencumbered
1: yes yes
0: i am very fortunate i don't have any trouble falling asleep i can have like my Unless I'm drinking mate at like 7 p.m., I have no trouble falling asleep. And I I used to read before bed, but right now I'm in this very um, organizational chapter of my life where before I go to bed, I try to go through all of my things. Um, Like if I posted something earlier, like I'm not on my phone all day, so then right before bed, I end up on my phone. But if I were giving advice, I'd say, sure, read a book. (laughs) I've read books before, (laughs) before bed, and it was positive. Yeah,
1: (laughs) I do like reading a book when I'm, like, ready to get down to business, sleeping. (laughs) Like, it's one thing if I'm looking at my phone and, like, looking at social media. I know I'm not ready to sleep yet. That's me still casting out thoughts into the world. But if I'm ready to sleep, I'm going to read something. And it's usually some sweet little romance novel or like some piece of fiction, something that I can get really dreamy into, into the world. I'm not thinking about what's going on in my world. And it's just something for me to float around in. And that does a really good job of getting my eyes sleepy. And once I'm there, and once I realize I'm not paying attention, that's when I know it's time to turn out the light. Oh, yeah. And I, I love that moment. Turn out that light, get those covers right, fluff them. I love a good fluff over me so that it falls down onto me like a cloud. I get my favorite position, which is on my belly, and I lay kind of on the side of my face. I have an arm pillow. Oh. I, oh, yeah. I have a head pillow. Oh, yeah. I have a, a leg pillow. Yes, you do i'm fully pillowed mm. all the way around so that none of my limbs have to touch talking clean sheet days so there are no bed crumbs god
0: no crumbs no crumbs
1: oh, i take deep breaths with cool air hitting my face but i don't need a fan some mm. people really love that hard fan
2: that wind matt loves
1: matt wants a wind I don't need a wind to move around my hair and slightly touch my face. No. I just want a gentle, cool temperature. Getting in that position and just like ready
0: to get down to business of sleeping. This feels like the right moment to say, I do not sleep with a top sheet. And I no. refuse, Oh, I can't refuse to sleep with one. I, I have done it and I it's gone fine. But if you have a bedfellow and I do, fighting over the covers is something I'm not willing to do at this point in my life. So we have a single comforter, no duvet, like no, no room for error. It has to be like a pretty solid comforter, lightweight that we can fight over back and forth throughout the night. Um, The top sheet is just, it's a, it's a fire starter, the top sheet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If I hear the sheet being pulled in any way out of the end of the bed, I will wake up fully and say no. <laughs> don't do it. Don't touch that sheet. It's perfect. And I might get out of the bed and re tuck it in and say, Ooh. stop
0: Ooh. touching this sheet.
1: It cannot. So that you're a sheet it. tucker. Oh yes. So I your feet. You
0: don't hook your feet over the end of the bed
1: hook that foot right over the end of the bed. Oh, wow. That is how and I know I'm in the right spot. It's
0: pressed. Your foot, the top of your foot is pressed.
1: Gently wow.
0: enveloped
1: by that sheet and the weight of the
0: blanket.
1: It is just, it's a delight. It's like a little sandwich, not Not too tight. It's not a panini. No, no. Yeah. it is a gentle clown. Oh. Over the end of my foot, and I've got it tucked right over the end of that
0: mattress. Oh, yeah. We're talking like yeah. some very large crumb bread barely laying atop the sandwich. I'm an open yes. face sandwich yeah. there in the bed department <laughs> with maybe a top sheet showing up on special occasions. But yeah, yeah. I'm glad we talked it, through that. This is an important part of bed yeah. It's etiquette.
1: Yeah. <laughs> etiquette. Yeah, if I were sleeping by myself and I woke up in the morning, the sheets and the blanket would look like no one was there. I do not move. I don't want anyone to move. I am annoyed when people move. Yes. Yes. And thankfully, Matt falls asleep immediately because I move a lot.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Falling asleep. One, once I'm asleep, oh, nothing. There's nothing that moves. I want that blanket to remain perfectly tucked. Mm. But falling asleep, I do a lot of fidgeting. I've got to like get just right. I've got to lay, I've got to lay, I've got to lay. got to flip over a little bit. i adjust the shirt, do a little bit of adjusting. Oh. If Matt and I were both doing this, I would be super annoyed with him. He has no idea I'm doing this. <laughs> and that is part of my relaxation, is that I have freedom to adjust and adjust and micro-adjust, and nobody knows. They're not judging me for these adjustments. That's big I can freedom. I get as comfortable as I like. My, yeah.
0: my bedfellow doesn't usually join me until about 4 a.m., and I go to bed somewhere around like 11, and so I get to put myself to bed. I, I sometimes get a tuck-in before bed, before I fall asleep, <laughs> but normally it's me and i just rule i rule my bed and i just i starfish until my bedfellow arrives and that might be my husband or my daughter (laughs) i would prefer to sleep in my own california king-size bed if i had my druthers (laughs) but once in bed and everything has been perfected i it's been a long time since i since i read Trying to fall asleep. Now I just listen to not the same one, but I usually find a song that I really love to be mellow to and maybe start a radio based on that song. But I have several different going to sleep playlists I'd be happy to share. It's a Spotify (gasps) playlist, but I have one called Late Night, which is basically for lovemaking. And I have one called Shh, which is basically for being quiet. And somewhere in the middle. I don't know where will we put them they'll Um, be available on the blog post they'll be available i could
1: get links i'll put them on the chatty crafty's blog post for this episode yeah let's do it so you are such a great song selector the curator of music i trust you implicitly thank you with playlists
0: i mean some of it is a little sexy but if you can handle an, uh, an intimate falling asleep then I think it'll yeah. work.
1: What song is your favorite at the moment? My favorite to going to sleep
0: to. song. Okay, there's an artist called Colleen, and she has a lot of um, ambient music. Matt, I, I've sent her stuff to Matt, but some of it has vocals, some of it doesn't, but mostly it's just so mellow and um, a little, like, 8-bit somehow. I don't know. There's something about it my, my brain waves really agree with. And if it's not that, occasionally I'll, I'll ask for some like rain sounds.
2: Just,
0: just let me hear the gentle falling of rain before bed. I can do that too. But I truly, I don't require anything. Like I just turn off the lights and I leave my body. <laughs> Let's listen to a few moments of Colleen. Let's do it. Yeah, (laughs) I love that um, when you were, not even before you were talking about doing this episode, you were talking to me about how much you love this very basic, boring text. Like, hey, you want to like record some copy from like... I don't know, like the end credits from a movie or something. Or, (laughs) oh, you're going out to the workshop again. Oh, why don't you tell me about how much trash you're carrying to and fro? You know, it's this really basic, unexciting...
1: Yeah, there's something really remarkable about listening to someone describing something, your brain goes there because it's kind of like reading, kind of like listening to an audiobook. So, the two podcasts I listen to are The Empty Bowl, which is a podcast about cereal. Mm-hmm. And it's about just nothing else. And it's to <laughs> relax to. It's a meditative podcast. And I have no idea what any of the episodes are about because I've fallen asleep after 15 minutes. To every single one. The other podcast I listen to is called Nothing Much Happens. And I just love the idea. And she'll, it's a 30 minute episode, and she'll read a story that she's written for the first 15 minutes where nothing much happens. She might go to a hardware store or she might open up a cabin after being gone for the season or go out and pick flowers or just something really. It's mundane, but your your mind really travels there, and there's nothing to worry about. And then in the second half of the episode, she reads the same story again, but slower. Oh, yeah. And so if you wake up in the night, you can go there, go back to that hardware store to pick out these elements. There's no problem. And so that's kind of what I love, these really, these things that really suck you out of your world to go to these worlds where nothing has to happen. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot happening right now, and I want to be in a place where nothing much happens. Be it cereal, grocery lists, I don't know, talking about food that's not going to stick in my head cuz I'm probably not going to make it.
0: It's going <laughs> to be great. <laughs> that's beautiful. Yeah. I'm I'm still I'm very excited to listen to something like that. Because it'll make me want to make one. I know for sure.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah.
0: My, my life is boring. I could talk about my yeah. life. <laughs> I can put somebody to bed,
1: please. Yeah, I can make my voice get real sleepy and soft. I've been told that by a number of people, and I feel like it's probably a compliment, <laughs>
0: but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think it is
1: because like I, I suffer from insomnia a lot of nights where around 3 30 this routine has just been implanted in my brain since being pregnant of I should probably wake up and not pee the bed so I get up I use the restroom and I decide am I gonna go to sleep or am I gonna be up another two hours that's really a turning point in my night and if I haven't taken melatonin before going to bed You know, it might be in an insomnia night, but I've got to take something to be able to fall asleep because I have this fear of missing out. (laughs) I can't stay up till I'm exhausted. I have to make the choice to be relaxed and that I'm not missing out on anything. What's going on after 10.30, there's nothing I need to be a part of
0: it's
2: okay
1: it'll be there
0: tomorrow yeah it will oh yes it will what i almost always find to be very effective is certainly when i'm alone in bed just taking some time to enjoy myself before i fall asleep you know i have some music going the lights are already off it's my option whenever i want to fall asleep but if i if i'm still awake and i happen to think about how nice it would feel to just Give myself a little pleasure at the end of the day. That's the time that I go for that, because it's it's yeah. available and it's it is likely going to make me quite tired. Though that's it's nice to have that available. And so if you a little personal a time, a little personal time right before your personal time.
1: Yeah, I love <laughs> that. Why not? How are you with sound? Do
0: you like a little bit of sound? If there is any kind of. Um, like gameplay coming from the next room or a TV down the hall, that's when I, that's the trigger for me to turn on my music. But I don't need white noise or a fan going. I can pretty much fall asleep anywhere if there's like some barrier between me and sound going on. Like if there's a wall and it's fairly muffled, I should be okay. But if it's like, you know, a video game that I, am listening to, starting to listen to, then I'm like, I don't want to be listening to this. I'm just mad now. And then I have to get yeah. my body out of bed and go to the next room and be like, hey, you know, so like, yeah, policing, that's not awesome. So if I can just turn on music to cover that up, that's great. So I guess the answer is yeah. yes, a little music buffer never hurt anybody.
1: You know, I, I'm up to date on a lot of my podcasts, including My Brother, My Brother and Me, but If I have a midday nap, I love putting on a little funny podcast where I find myself giggling myself to sleep. It's the best feeling to just feel like, oh, these, these good, good boys are telling jokes. (laughs) They're saying silly things. They're being positive, but a little bit raunchy, but like overall really accessible and loving this
2: is the best thing
1: to fall asleep to. Wow! And then it kind of blocks out sound from the rest of my house because my house is very small. Um, so just like a little bit of talking for some reason uh, is enough white noise to block out talking in another room. Yeah, I can't make it out. Totally.
0: Let's talk more about these very sexy mid-afternoon naps.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Day napping. Oh, it doesn't my happen
1: very often, but if I am just emotionally exhausted or physically exhausted and I find my eyes closing, and lately my kids have been independent during the day.
0: Oh, more sexy talk.
1: I'll tuck myself away and I'll close my curtains so that it's blackout dark in there. Oh. I'll, I'll get under those covers where I can take up the whole bed. I've announced to the house that I'm napping, and so they're intentionally giving oh. me some space. Wow. Even if I don't fall asleep, just the idea that my family is giving me this gesture of let's be
0: quiet for her feels a really massive good. gift.
1: Yes. Wow. It really is a gift. That's beautiful. I went on a beach trip this weekend and I napped every day of it. Oh. <laughs> that beach will really wipe you out. Just sitting, listening to those waves, standing in the sand,
0: letting sand drip over your legs. Oh my God. This is so much mom porn.
1: You're yeah.
2: going
0: to have to put an <laughs> advisory up at the front of this episode. <laughs> Say, look out, we're going to be talking about naps. We're gonna be talking about enjoying yourself before bed. We're gonna be talking about sand and the beach. Yes. Yeah.
1: So relaxing, keeping my feet in the water in one of those low slung chairs hmm. where you're just kinda of tolerating a level of beach texture. You know? It's not a kind of stickiness where you're like, ah, I got a shower. It's a, hey, I accept this because it means I'm at the beach. It was so good. And then you rinse off in the outdoor shower, you rinse off in the indoor shower with shampoo, and Mm. then you get under those covers in the air conditioner and you're just like, I don't have anything to do. This is fantastic. I might eat some pie after this now. Okay,
0: all right. That's getting too nasty. (laughs) That's too much.
1: It was a really good three or four days. Oh. Hi, Diana. Hi, Angelica. So I hear you have a really delicious sleep routine from Amber. She says you've got a really <laughs> good night's sleep, and I, I really like
3: my sleep. Yeah, yeah. That you both
1: get to sleep really easily, and so uh-huh. I want to know what that sounds like. Just the perfect. I'm getting ready for bed, and I'm just gonna go to sleep so great what does that look like for you
3: um well I don't like plan for it it just always happens I just I I think yeah it's just it must be some chemical thing that you know you're the Melatonin just comes in. But um, so I guess um, I always make my bed every day. So I'm always coming into like a made bed, you know, like a nicely made bed where the pillows look nice. And so you're just happy to be getting into that place for one. And um, I'm an early to bed person. So when I'm working, I really, like, you know, when it's not summer and I'm off and whatever, it's when it's, you know, you've had a day of work. I think. I really like like nine o'clock. I'm just so ready to just start that bedtime routine. So first of all, the house is clean. Like I have a totally clean house. Everything's tidied up as much as possible. Dishes are done, you know, that kind of thing. And um, and then go to my room, get uh, get night clothes, um, face wash, teeth brush, good floss. You know, you can- Oh, the floss. I know, it's ah. so good. And then, you know, you're just, Oh, and they get into bed. Um, I I like to read for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then probably, I don't know, 20 minutes of reading. And I can't keep my eyes open, turn off, put my book down, turn off the light and um but the one thing i'd say that's i guess a little bit unique is like the sleep position i probably think if i took a photo of myself every single night of my life like i think i'm identical every single night for that you know but um once i close my eyes i think i wouldn't even say 15 seconds and i'm out until the next morning like oh my gosh yeah like eight hours like straight yeah so i guess i if you want to know (laughs) <laughs> how I sleep, like how I'm positioned yeah. um, on the side, and um, the sheet has to be over the comforter, over my shoulder, under my chin, t- and my shoulder's kind of tucked into my chin, but I'm like, my chin cannot touch my no skin shoulder, can't. the skin can't touch, no way, it's like, got to have that sheet there over yeah. the comforter kind of tucked in. Mm-hmm. and then like sitting on the side. So yeah, in the same position
1: or are you just on a side in the morning?
3: Yeah, on a side. Yeah. Okay, and then the bottom leg is straight and then the top leg is sort of at a 90 degree angle. Uh-huh. You know, like that. Um almost curved and um Yeah, so I I have to sleep like that, which is a bad thing if I'm ever in a sleeping bag because I can't have like all that leg room to like keep my legs like that. So I always find that hard if I'm like trapped and I can't get my legs that way, like I'll actually not be able to fall asleep, you know? Because it's like if
2: I can't get into
3: that position, it's like, can't sleep, right? No, yeah, I really love, I really love sleeping. <laughs> I never, I never sacrifice, uh, like I never sacrifice my sleep. You know, like nothing is good enough to keep me from going to bed. Like, uh, you know, homework, sc- sc- like work, you know, assignments, whatever, whatever. Nope, just gotta go to bed. Bed is more important, and I'll deal with the consequences the next day of whatever I didn't get to do because I think sleep is so important.
1: You know. Hi, Jeremy.
4: Hey, sorry I'm so late. I'm glad y'all are still here for a (sighs)
1: sec. Hi, Genevieve. Hi, Angelica. Thanks for carving out some time after your kiddo's bedtime to talk about sleep.
4: Yeah, I'm glad
1: to do it. Talk to me a little bit about your routines for getting sleepy.
4: Hmm. You know, when I think about a routine or a ritual like a ritual is just a repeatable action um, so we have these rituals that we do I think even if we're not aware of them so I would encourage people to pay attention to what they're already doing but what I already do some of them positive and some of them negative but all of them pretty much unconscious are um, I brush my teeth you know like I don't even think about it I just Start brushing my teeth. That's a big signal to my body, you know, that it is time to go to bed. And um, then I'll, you know, even just the changing of clothes, like getting into my night clothes, those kinds of things, I try to do in a quiet way, like not in a rush, right, right? Your energy is different. So, in a quiet way. And then I usually rub my feet before bed with oh. some kind of oil. A, a yoga therapist named Fanny Priest that I went to for a while taught me to do that. And it is so helpful to give myself a quick little foot rub, you know, before bed. Kind of grounds me. Yeah. And then I read. I read myself to sleep.
2: Mm-hmm. Usually,
4: you know, I'm falling asleep alone because my husband goes to bed after I do. And that's another thing, too. I think if you're partnered, you have to kind of figure out you, you aren't quite in charge, are you, of your sleep routine, if you're partnered or if you have kids. I mean, sometimes I will fall asleep while putting my kids to bed, and that's that.
2: And there I am.
4: <laughs> that's my night. I don't get any of my sleep routines, right?
1: Do you yeah. stay in their bed if you fall asleep with them, or do you wake up? Usually then... I'll wake up. Someone will
4: wake me up. But at that point, I'm so tired, I can just come in and brush my teeth and go to bed. You know? So, oh, good. So the brushing of the teeth is like, my only real must do, I must brush my
1: teeth. Yes, co-signed. I cannot go to bed unless my teeth are brushed. Yeah, it's. I get very anxious.
4: I feel weird if it's, you know. I've tried a few times, like on vacation, I've been like, oh, I put the kids to bed, I'll just keep, I'll just go straight to sleep. And I'm like, nope.
1: Nope. Gotta get up and brush those teeth, they need it. Yeah, yeah. And we're not makeup-wearing people by design, you, me, or Amber. I can't right. say that we typically wear makeup during the day, maybe a little if it's like okay. a special day. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a pretty low-maintenance gal. I
4: just brush those teeth, but I can see it, like, yeah, the taking off of makeup or the, all these different things that you can do, these hygiene things. that, could, yeah. And they're, they're necessary, but they also cue your body in to bedtime.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Do you do anything like journaling or mood boards or anything to kind of tell your brain to get in a positive space? You know, not
4: before bed. (laughs) I (laughs) I certainly do my fair share of journaling other times. And I think that's why I read before I go to bed because it helps me kind of get involved in another story that isn't mine. And my brain can kind of go off on a another story. But the times when I'm really restless or, heaven forbid, I'm waking up in the middle of the night, like, nervous or thinking about something, when that's been an extended period, I've put a dry erase board by my bed. And it was really useful to have that dry erase board. And I would just write down, check on this, you know, and then be able to go back to bed. And I got that tip because I think it was founding father I read about did that.
1: I think had a dry erase board? had
4: oh. a, well, Not a dry erase board, but like a chalkboard or something by their bed at night. <laughs> Like a notepad by your bed so that you can catch those like to-do list thoughts, you know, as they go by.
1: So that you're not dreaming about trying to take care of those items, working in your dreams. Yeah, or like trying to remember like, oh, I was supposed to do this. Yeah, you know? it takes a level of anxiety out just to say, hey, I'm acknowledging this thought. My brain mm-hmm. wanted me to remember it. And All right. jot it. Down. I'm Make a note. Remembering it. Make a note. Yeah. I hear you, brain. Yeah, I like that. Are scents part of your nightly routine? Do you think about how something might smell mm, like good now?
4: to mm-hmm. So I rub my feet with almond oil because it's supposed to be grounding, but I also have um, some like essential oils and stuff near my bed I don't use them often frankly but I think Mm -hmm. I will there's also a smell of your sheets or a smell of your pillows or your laundry detergent frankly the smell of my husband sometimes is just very relaxing like
2: he gets in bed Mm and I'm like oh
1: yeah yeah a comforting smell of your person yeah or a pet you know I think a lot
4: of people sleep with their pets yeah just to kind of touch on the as a therapist stuff but i mean our mental health and our sleep are just so linked so deeply linked like i would i think this might be an exaggeration but maybe not i mean i think it's one of the preliminary symptoms of your mental health shifting right so like if if you start to lose sleep you can look at some other stuff, but I think maybe one of the first things you could look at is what are your thoughts like? Mm-hmm. You know, or or is your body okay? Or, you know, so it's it's so linked to our health and our wellness and the seasons.
2: Yeah. And How the much earth, you know.
1: Darkness versus mm-hmm. light. Then I, I mean, it's it's got to be different in places like where Diana is in Manitoba. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that affects her sleep. It's got to, um, right? It must. It, it must. It has to.
4: And then, and it's the so flow. Like, it's a, it's not just like, oh, wait, I'm not, you know, because it comes with the season. But it's definitely, a sleep is a way that we can tie in mm, to so many yeah other things in our life like it's half our life that we're doing yeah right it's an
1: incredible amount of time that we allocate towards laying in a bed with our Mm -hmm. eyes closed checking out of reality right
4: resting too like just just notice if you can rest if you can't rest something's up something's not aligned you know something's not aligned Now, there are people who just sleep less. I also want to say that. Like, I think sometimes there's some nerves involved in like, like I only slept a couple hours or something. And sometimes that's just your natural body. Mm -hmm. You know, people have all different kinds of sleep rhythms and habits and things that are healthy for them. So no one can really tell you what's unhealthy for you. You know your patterns and you know your rituals. And you you know that you normally need this amount of sleep or this amount of sleep. We all know we all know
1: that and it can change yes. mine has been changing lately yeah I used to be able to sleep till 10 or 11 I haven't done that in like at least a year like so this is a new thing mm. where I can't sleep in seven thirty, mm. and I'm up and it sucks because <laughs> I've trained my kids to sleep till 8 30 or 9
4: mm. so you're getting up before them
1: yeah I just need to retrain myself to go to bed earlier. But it's something that I learned from my parents. I I spoke to both of them about their sleep patterns before recording this episode. And both of them are night owls and my brother. We all kind of are most active at night and Mm
2: -hmm. get
1: things done and, you know, wanna look at our screens or our books and just kind of hang out for a while to get us time. And we've all kind of slept in and that was just the pattern of our house. And just something happened recently in my life where my brain wants me to get up at 730, just wake up and start the day.
4: Yeah, you know, you're bringing up something that's really interesting, which is that I think we have cultural sleep patterns and then we have things our bodies want to do.
2: Hmm.
4: So it could be that the night owl thing is cultural for you right as in it's like systemic you were raised that way and that's what's your norm right and that's how you think you're supposed to be so your body gets used to it but when your body is actually given the option it might want something very different Mm -hmm. caffeine really affects me too we should talk about caffeine
1: I will not drink caffeine after 12
4: yeah that's probably why right you know I believe caffeine's half life is really quite long like how long it's in your system takes a long time to break down for your body to break down caffeine I think that's my understanding so yeah I have to be careful with caffeine for sure because I sure do love it in the morning oh my Mm -hmm.
1: yeah and that's another ritual Amber wants to have another episode just about waking up Oh yeah, I think that would be a nice pairing to
2: this podcast. That's
1: really fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because yeah, there's something about that ritual of having a hot drink in the morning Mm -hmm. and sitting in the quiet house and like preparing, you know, whatever you have for breakfast and just kind of getting yourself settled for the day. You've got to, you've got to do the same and respect the same ritual at night. Yes. What are the things that you've got to do to tell your brain, mm-hmm. "Hey, let's turn off. We've done enough. It's time to rest. You deserve to rest."
2: Mm.
4: Yeah. And have you talked about dreams?
1: I haven't that's, talked about that's dreams That's like yet.
4: its own podcast episode too, the dreams. Yeah. Like a dream the dream episode. Yeah, like, I like the idea of sort of going through the whole thing, because <laughs> mm-hmm. we do it every every single 24-hour period. We go through this whole thing. Yeah.
1: yeah. Do you remember your dreams?
4: Oh, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Not I mean, not every night, but I, I have a rich
1: interaction with my dreams. They are tools. Oh, yeah. Do you write them down after you've woken up?
4: Only really puzzling ones. You know, like ones that like really aren't, um, that really like stick, where I'm like, oh, sometimes I'll write them down to help me grasp you know to like really understand them no my favorite type of dreams is where I wake up and I know exactly what my brain is trying to tell me and I'm like thank you (laughs) thank you for the info I got it (laughs) sometimes I'll even and this is not part of my regular sleep routine but um, it has been again in kind of tough times I've used like asking myself a question before I go to bed oh so like what I'm trying to think of a good, clear example. Um, like, let's say I'm puzzling on some business choice I need to make, right? I'll ask myself not like yes or no questions, because that's ridiculous. But like, um, what am I looking to learn here? You know, and then I'll go to bed and sometimes it'll work or I'll wake up and I'll have some clarity or sometimes I don't even know, maybe it's working subconsciously, Right. But I think you can be in dialogue with your dreams because it's just you. just talking to yourself. So you can just ask yourself questions.
1: Yeah, like what is the truth in this? How do I really feel about it?
4: Yeah, yeah. Or tell me the nature of this. Like what does my son need when he's asking me for this? You
2: know, (laughs) something like Uh that.
4: And um, yeah, again, it may not work. It may not bubble all the way to consciousness, but i believe that you know we can grow and evolve from our subconscious too and our unconscious thoughts like sure so doesn't hurt doesn't hurt to ask this question sometimes
2: yeah yeah
4: because that's the purpose of dreams right i mean the theoretical purpose of dreams no one actually knows in a scientific way but um i think the speculated purpose of dreams is to like take our day take the information and process learning to like things that we've come across that's why you want to get good sleep before a test right it's because you want to have time to actually dream like the dream is the incorporation of the information into your whole self or into your unconscious um so sleeping is incredibly important to learning incredibly important as any new mother will tell you
2: because I think
4: it's such an unfortunate time where there's this huge learning curve and you're not sleeping at all. So <laughs> it's like, wait, I'm trying to learn how to do all this stuff with three hours of sleep, and I, I don't know what, I don't know what I'm doing.
1: <laughs> and that baby is sleeping all the time, learning, learning, learning. hmm hmm Yeah, and that is why baby sleeps. In
4: because they're in so much brain development. Like, I uh, I wish I knew the brain science on this, but there is brain science on, like, how much our brains develop and grow and the brain activity we do when we sleep.
1: Um, you pointed me to the Nap Ministry, which mm-hmm. is an Instagram page um, that was really beautiful and inspiring. And it's, um, it is Black Run and it's kind of resistance through the honor of getting sleep.
2: Mm-hmm. Or just rest, as,
4: I think, in general. Yeah. Like, not even sleep, it's just, like, rest. We aren't machines, yeah. I think, is the main message that I see. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like, you don't have to feel guilty for needing rest. That there's there's something about the grind that, for some reason to like prove to ourselves or prove to the world that we're like working hard to make money or support our family or get where we need to get, where we just need to be on all the time. And I really liked how the page said, hey, this is honoring you. This is honoring your family. This is honoring the work you're doing is give yourself a moment to rest, take a nap, mm-hmm,
4: mm-hmm. and that rest is actually vital in resistance, right? Like, uh, rest is a vital part of anti-racism and anti, um, you know, sexism work uh, and anti-capitalist work. Like, it's about or any work. I shouldn't just make it political. Like, rest is about you, you have to rest in order to do the work. Like, you, if you're not, again, the new mother, right? Who's like not rest if you're not resting as a new mother you aren't going to really be able to learn all the things you need to learn you aren't going to be able to fight the way you need to fight in a certain way so um yeah it's a it's it's not just an afterthought i think so much in our culture it's like oh and this is maybe what the nat ministry is talking about is that like so much in our culture it's like sleep is an afterthought like and then i'll sleep or i right. later but actually sleep is part of the journey it's not wasted time it's not thrown away time it's actually like very valuable meaningful time even though it's down time.
1: Yeah, yeah I, and I, I think you're so right about talking about parents you're making me think of the blog I used to run I'll sleep when they're grown and I, I remember just being Exhausted and it just being a part of who I was,
4: yeah. And how is that tied into the patriarchal expectations that are put on women, right? So, yeah, it's ridiculous. So,
1: yeah, that the fatigue, the general fatigue of caring for children and trying to work and stay in the workforce and like being there for the kids, and just in the end trying to have an identity that's also just us. Mm -hmm. And I think at some point maybe tonight before bedtime we'd all just need to look inside and say tonight is a really good night. I deserve to go to bed Mm -hmm. and sleep and rest.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Do you like any kind of white noise going to sleep?
4: I have actually a white noise on right now. It, it never turns off. It plays all day in my room <laughs> and all night because I use it when I'm doing sessions too right now. Um, and so it's just always on all the time. So
2: yes.
1: Do you take melatonin to go to sleep? Oh, I'm glad you brought up melatonin. I have lots of mixed feelings about it.
2: Oh, do
4: tell. What doctors have told me is that melatonin should really only be used to, um, like, regulate your sleep cycle. So you should use it if you're jet lagged or if for some reason, like, your sleep cycle gets messed up. Let's say you have to stay up, like, very late, four nights in a row, and then you you miss your circadian rhythm and you're trying to get yourself back on cue, that it's Mm -hmm. a cue, right? Because it's a hormonal cue. your brain to go to sleep that's what basically melatonin is it's a hormone it's not an herb um Mm -hmm. and so uh, i take it occasionally the way i'll use it is like if i wake up in the middle of the night or something and i'm nervous or anxious or something and i can't go back to sleep because the dream i had is puzzling me or something like that i'll I'll take it to put me back to sleep
1: oh uh uh-huh i i take it every night and I I have a, a hard time falling asleep otherwise. Mm. I just, I could stay up till like 3 in the morning. But then I would get up at 7.30 in the morning and it would be a problem. And then you'd be so, super tired, yeah. Yeah. And I wonder what would happen if I just like tried again. But I've, I've just been doing it for years and years now.
4: Yeah, and that's an uh, interesting thing about
1: ritual Right, yeah. they're
4: they're repeatable behaviors, and then sometimes yeah. it's like you don't want to drop it because who knows?
1: I I would have to take something that I told myself was melatonin. Yeah, <laughs> that was like a placebo. All right, so you may or may not take melatonin. What's your blanket situation? Is it made when you get in it? If I'm if I'm good in the morning,
0: if I was a good girl,
1: then my bed is made when I get in it at night. Um. Yeah, it's nice. Do you like a tight sheet situation, or does oh, that bother okay, you? Okay, this is where we're gonna have to talk about partner stuff, right? Or like, okay, yeah.
4: co-sleeping,
1: co-
4: um, sleep sleep partners. Because I, I don't know what happens once I fall asleep. I can't speak to that. But according to the person who sleeps with me for the past 18 years, um, I steal all the. My- I roll around and they're just gone and the other person has none I also apparently like snore a lot and talk in my sleep and maybe hit people so (laughs) I'm not the best sleep partner Um, but I like a tight sheet because I think it stops me from taking so when the sheets are tucked in nice around the side like mm, mm-hmm. a clean mm-hmm. nice new tucked in sheet I think I sleep mm-hmm. better I'm pretty sure I, oh, I sleep yes. a little bit more still because what I what drives me bananas is when the top sheet is all messed up underneath the coverlet or underneath the blanket and I only have like a quarter of it or I have more blanket or more time I, I can't
1: and it's, like, half hanging off and only, like, tucked in on one corner. I cannot sleep.
4: Yeah. I, cannot I also sleep can't sleep with like my that.
1: feet uncovered. Uh-huh.
4: Like, even if I get warm in the night, I'll kick off my my covers down to my feet. My feet have to be covered. I think it's, like, a, a childhood fear or spiritual thing, because I remember when I would sleep as a kid, I was very worried that, like, ghosts or monsters were going to pull on my feet at night. <laughs> I know this all sounds crazy, but remember, I kind of grew up in a weird, like, haunted house where there was strange stuff. Yeah. So I was working with what I had.
1: That's <laughs> so funny. I, I think occasionally I'll kick out just my feet, but my shoulders, I really want covered.
4: I like the good, like, around the shoulder, around the neck, tuck, and then on the yeah. side, you know, so you feel real secure.
1: And I want it kind of tucked on both sides. I'll tuck a little bit of sheet on one side and a little bit of sheet on the other side Mm -hmm. so that when Matt is turning over and I have trained that boy that he's not allowed to pull the sheet when he turns, Mm -hmm. he is supposed to lift up the blanket and then turn and then it lands on Mm -hmm. him. But when he does that, is cold air coming into my warm, comfy zone. And so if I tuck a little bit of blanket on either side of me, it's not as shocking. And you are the light sleeper, right? I am a very light sleeper. Oh, what you're talking about just reminded me that
4: this morning, I actually took a picture of my husband in the morning. Because he he was sleeping in and slowly over our years together, he has developed more. Hope this doesn't embarrass him i love you sweetie he has developed <laughs> more um like sleeping accoutrements like like things so now he yeah. sleeps with like a pillow on him a heavy pillow oh. on him because he says i don't cuddle him enough there you go <laughs> and <laughs> and then he he has slept with earplugs for a while like not every night if he's has to listen for something, but like, no, most nights he sleeps like with plugs now. And so that's wow. been a slow, gradual change. But then last night, I noticed, or I noticed this morning that he's sleeping with an eye cover, like an oh, yes. eye
2: mask. Yes.
4: And I was like, this is new this is a new <laughs> like we've added another layer and so I took a picture of him because I was like this it's
1: is the such cutest a thing
4: I wanted to get a bedazzler and just like bedazzle prints on it you know
1: <laughs> when I go on trips I will bring an eye mask with me mm, because mm. a room might not be as dark as I want it to be oh really I want a blacked out room. Oh, no, I don't want that. Mm-mm. Matt wants to see the moon, which means the sun coming in in the morning, which means I wake up as soon as the sun comes up and he won't notice at all. Hmm.
4: I want a night light. Like, I often fall asleep with a light on, a full on light.
1: What? Yeah. Have we slept in the same room together?
4: no but I make amends if I sleep in the same room with people this is because I go to bed before Aaron, so I'll come up and I'll, I'll turn like my salt lamp on or something because if I have it pitch black and I'm alone sleeping in a pitch black room oh heck no
1: <laughs> that's, that's all I want is a pitch black room no we have sl- I mean like slumber parties in high school when oh, I we went to see so, yeah. rent And like when Mm -hmm. we did our handbag weekends, although I don't Mm -hmm. know if we've shared the room together. Yeah, I'm very amenable. I mean, I'm fine if there's someone else in the room with me. Seriously, I'm totally cool.
4: When I was growing up, I just longed for a sibling, just so that there would be someone to sleep in the room with me.
1: I wonder if that takes some of the anxiety away for you, is having another body. You're less worried about whether or not your feet are going to be grabbed. If they are, I know who did it. It's a living human.
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
4: Yeah, no, I definitely started sleeping way, way better when I started sleeping next to Aaron. So what was that like? 2000 something.
1: But he goes to bed late. Yeah. But we work it out. It's okay.
4: I know he's coming. I know he will be
2: here. But it's fine.
4: (laughs) That's why I leave the light on and then he comes up and turns it off. That's also convenient because then later in the night, I'll be like, is he in bed yet? And if the light's off, he's
1: in bed. Interesting. When I, If I'm going to bed and Matt is out in the office playing music, I'm like, well, these lights are going off. I'm going to sleep. I'm going to listen to my podcast. I'm going to, like, get the blankets how I want them. And it's dark as S in there. And then Matt comes in stumbling around. He, like, once... <laughs> some light leading him in there and that's enough light to wake me up mm-hmm. oh, it's such an interesting thing you know it makes me think as a couples therapist that I should
4: be asking couples about their sleep habits more because I think oh. it would bring up a lot of interesting discussions about them yeah. and like why they've made the choices they made and I know some couples are very much like we will go to bed at the same time but they, no matter what and some couples don't do that. And some couples sleep in separate rooms. I mean, there's no right or wrong way to do it. That's not a thing. Mm-hmm. I just think it's a fascinating question. Yeah, like how, how you How you sleep on your own is one thing, right? And frankly, I don't have to do that very often. But then how you sleep with other people in the space mm-hmm. is a totally
1: different question. And what comforts you get and what discomforts you notice. Is there anything that you want to send out to our listeners to plant a seed in their brain tonight when they're going to sleep? Um, you don't have to worry too
4: much about it. Like, sleep is going to happen to you. (laughs) We are all going to do it. One way or another, our body finds a way to rest. So, yes, getting your brain involved in the sleep habits and how to get to sleep can be very helpful. But then I think at a certain point, you need to just trust yourself that your body knows what it needs. And, I mean, think about a two-year-old, right, who resists a nap, right? No sleep hygiene whatsoever, resists a nap. And then when they need to sleep, what happens? They sleep, they fall, they, they fall over, you know, like their body just choo, come out and they're out, right? And clearly adults don't sleep quite like that. So we have to be more conscientious about it. But in the, in the core, like it's a very natural thing. And you know more about your own sleep than anyone else in the world. So do your thing, man.
1: Yeah, we deserve it.
4: Yeah. Not even we deserve it, although we do, but, like, it's it's part of life. Here we
1: are. Here we are. (laughs) Well, thank you, Genevieve, for taking time to chat with me. It was really lovely. Thanks. I'm very tired now, so this is perfect. Good, 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 good. Amber, do you have anything else
0: I would say um, so I've gathered a few tools over the years and I've just completed my 200-hour yoga training so I have a few key moves that I think would be very simple one thing that might be very helpful for you is doing a restorative pose you sit as close as you can to the wall and then you lay down and spin your legs up so that they're just flat against the wall, your butt is against the wall. And you might even try a rolled up blanket or a rolled up towel or a very flimsy pillow that you can put right underneath your spine against the wall so that your feet are um, flat against the ceiling. They don't need to be touching the ceiling but the idea is that you're pushing energy through your feet and letting it settle down so if you push energy out anything else is going to settle down. So your, um, your matter, your heavy matter in your body is going to settle down to the bottom into the mattress and all of your essence is going to start to float up so that you get this sort of um, oil separating to the top and you know solid separating to the bottom. If you wanna think along those lines, you do not have to. I love but that. But that is a major restorative pose, having your legs up against the wall. It's called Viparita Karani and it is, it's so restorative for some people, and for others, I can only stay with my feet up against the wall for maybe three minutes before my feet are like, help, I want more blood, I'm important. So that's, that's a really nice one. And there's so many poses, there's probably 10 of them that are really, really restorative and nice to give your body some clear signaling that it's time to settle down. But, um, you know, there's, I would love to lead a restorative class in the evening when most moms, or most of my friends anyway, have, have some free time because that is the time where you some of us really need help integrating yeah. into a sleep zone.
1: Right, because there's this, there's this small window after the work day and we're trying to get those kiddos asleep. And then we have time to ourselves. And it's so important that we restore ourselves, and sleep has a lot to do with it, but there are also little moments we can give ourselves to get our brain into sleeping, but also just settling,
0: just relaxing. Yeah, the physical skill of loosening your body is huge and for someone who doesn't know or who perhaps is not very embodied, those are the people that you want to tell, okay, so clench your cheeks and then relax, tense your jaw and then relax, like trying to get them to turn on um, the proprioceptors in their brain that match up with these different muscles and telling them like, hey, get this muscle isolated, squeeze it and then feel what it feels like to release it, so helpful for some people. Um, Another thing that that might come up with anyone else who might get interviewed for this episode is um, recapitulation. At the end of the day, you could call in um, all of the essence, all of your personal essence that you spread out in however many transactions you got involved in during the day. You might imagine that you're calling all of your balloons home. Like if every interaction you had, you gave away a balloon of your energy you can imagine just pulling those balloon strings back to you when you get into bed and just thinking like you could start in the morning and just try to reconstitute your whole day in balloons you know just practice bringing all those balloons back collecting all of your energy can be very helpful if you're if you're a um, you know a a mental mental minded person
1: that's beautiful uh One of the things that I do if I'm trying to keep my mind, if I'm like tucked under those covers, and I am doing some other activity to settle my brain, is I give myself a moment uh, to be thankful. Even if I do not feel thankful at that <laughs> moment, if, you know, if my day has been particularly difficult, In fact, that's how I started this practice, was from my most difficult day. The way that I closed it out to turn my brain around was to think about what I was thankful for, and that's the list I would go through. I'm thankful for today. I'm thankful for my husband. I'm thankful for my children. I'm thankful for my mom and my dad. I'm thankful for my house. I'm thankful for my dog. I'm thankful for my friends. And I'll just keep pulling at things that make me happy. And it's just this meditative thing that before I know it, I'm asleep. And I don't have room for anything else but these positive elements that fill me up. It's a good one. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else sleep-wise that you wanted to... Hmm. I think that probably buttons it up. Okay. Um, well, thanks, Amber. My pleasure, Angelica. This was
0: so fun to catch up this way it is i would um, recommend it you guys out there <laughs> wherever you are start a podcast <laughs> bring all your friends on it, it
2: feels yeah. good
0: you'll like it you'll like yourself you'll get over <laughs> hearing your voice being weird you'll get over all kinds of things yeah start a podcast it feels good
1: it really does because then you can celebrate your friends it fills my heart To celebrate my friends
0: and it catalogs everything so beautifully oh
1: yeah i go back and listen to them and i don't even worry about
0: what my voice sounds like
1: i just think about all the giggles i had with my friends Mm. and family and i'm glad to have it do you want to do your yoga nidra so that we can like really take our listeners down into sleepy town so if
0: you're not already lie on your back and get your body as comfortable as possible there might be a small pillow under your knees you might have some cushion on either side of your body to keep you right where you're at You can focus on your breathing and on releasing your body into the mattress. You can begin noticing the length of your inhale and the length of your exhale. A longer exhale will allow for more relaxation, but it's not a contest, so you can simply let your breath just work on its own accord, you don't have to manage it. Allow your lips to part. Feel your tongue fall down away from the roof of your mouth. Your jaw settles down. Your cheekbones soften. The eyes soften. The ears fall toward the pillow. The inner ear widening. Like there's a lovely breezeway blowing in through one ear and out the other. Just a calm breath going in and out. You can say good night to your face. Good night. Your neck. Good night to your shoulders. Good night to your arms. Good night to your hands. Good night to your fingers. night to your chest, good night to your ribs, good night to your stomach, say thank you and good night to your hips, good night to your thighs night to your knees, and thank you for today. Good night to your legs, good night to your ankles, good night to your feet, and good night to your toes. big breath in and let out a big sigh. All you have to do is to be quiet and still. If you're still awake you might choose a mantra as you sail off to your destination. Your mantra might be thank you and good night. If you're still awake, All there is to do is to be quiet and still, listening to your breath as it rushes in and rushes out. Thank you, thank you, and good night.
1: Thanks to our listeners. We hope you'll stay tuned for more episodes of Chatty Crafties. In the morning, after you wake up from a good night's sleep, start your morning ritual on chattycrafties.com for the blog post on this episode. Find at Chatty Crafties on social media. This episode was hosted and produced by me, Angelica Norton. The intro and background dreamy sounds are by Matt Norton of Berm and Swale. Now, take a deep breath. (sighs) And go get some sleep. Good night. Good night. I love you, I love you,
2: I love you,
3: I love you, I love you.